Welcome to this abbreviated worship service provided by St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnais and Kankakee. I'm Pastor Mike Hannell. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a sermon, the Lord's Prayer, and finally, a benediction. But before that, a few quick announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. Although we do have in-person worship services at St. Paul's, we realize not everyone is comfortable returning at this time, and that's okay. If you don't feel comfortable returning or have health reasons that would keep you away, please use some of the alternative ways of being part of worship, such as our worship page on our website, this WKAN broadcast, our Facebook stream, audio CDs of our sermons, or our podcast. We also urge you to keep up to date with us through our website, stpaulslutheran.net, and click the COVID-19 response link at the top of the page. Otherwise, you're welcome to call the church office to find out the latest information. And remember, you can always access our online worship services anytime on our website. Today's service is a rebroadcast of our January 24th in-person service. this familiar passage from Isaiah, from Isaiah chapter 40, beginning at verse 21. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of the world to nothing. 
No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground than he blows on them and they wither, and the whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. To whom will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry hosts one by one and calls them each by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. This is the word of the Lord. Let us stand for the Alleluia verse. message today comes from the Old Testament reading from Isaiah chapter 40. Let us pray. Almighty God, bless our time in your word and bless us as we wait upon you. Give us patience and strength as we serve you. And as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our maker and our redeemer. Amen. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. The text. Just a show of hands. 
How many of you really like to wait? Yeah, right? We really don't. Especially after 2020, right? We waited to gather in groups. We waited to gather in lines, six feet apart, of course. We waited to meet with our families face-to-face -face at Easter, then Thanksgiving, and then Christmas. We waited to get into stores. We waited to enter a restaurant to sit down to eat. We waited to visit family members in the hospital or the nursing home, and we're still waiting for some of that. We waited for in-person school to start. We, we, we waited to gather like this in person as God's people to worship. We waited with great anticipation for a sense of normal to return. That's just 2020 and COVID. We, what about the other things that we wait for? We wait for our, our packages to arrive and get delivered, right? We wait for the, the, if you're driving through town, we wait for the train to pass or the traffic light to change. We wait in a line at the post office or in line to the store where now there you can get 20-some people in line with two registers open, right? And it's inevitable when you start to get close, what happens is that person in front of you has a problem checking out and you have to wait some more. We wait in lines and move way too slowly. We wait in lines for the drive-thru at the fast food place. If we wait too long, what happens? We get we get fed up and we walk away, or we just drive away. I don't think that many of us like to wait, and especially wait patiently. But in today's Old Testament reading, we hear from the prophet Isaiah, he talks to us about waiting for the Lord. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Now, we don't like to wait, so why should we wait for the Lord? I mean, is that a suggestion that God's watch is slow, and so we must wait for him like someone who's late to keep an appointment? Is waiting for God like, like waiting for a train, right? Meaning there's really nothing we can do to hurry up its arrival, and we just have to sit and wait. I really don't believe that's what is meant by waiting God. Some of the Old Testament trans, uh, translations of the Old Testament Hebrew here use hope like we did in our reading from using the New International Version or sometimes trust. Uh, but to use hope or trust already is an interpretation. The word really is wait. Wait with some kind of purpose. And there are a couple of aspects of this waiting here that is talked about. And so the first is the aspect of being patient. Be patient. God hasn't forgotten you. God will come to your aid. You see, the, uh, the prophet Isaiah here is talking to the people of God during a time when they really felt like their strength was sapped out and they had no hope. The neighboring countries were vicious and they threatened their safety of their community and their family. They were afraid. They were, they were fully aware of the ruthlessness and of their neighbors. And, and as they thought about all the stuff that was happening around them, they are weighed down. They were overwhelmed by the seriousness of their situation. And they started to say those things like, you know, God really doesn't care about us, right? How can he? Look at all the bad things that are happening around us. Look at all the difficult things that are happening. He, he must not really be in charge at all. See what's happening here. They began to see their problems as really bigger than God himself. I mean, they forgot that the creator of everything, the everlasting Lord, will never go tired of helping those that are those whom he loves. I mean, they were so afraid. 
they forgot that God was able to help them in their fear. And while they were stressing and worrying, there was a subtle exchange that was taking place. They exchanged their, their faith in God for a sort of do-it-yourself kind of attitude, right? And if we're honest, is that any different from what we do? I mean, we do the exact same thing, right? We get exasperated about all the things that are happening in our world and in our community. A lot of times we will exclaim with Israel, well, God really doesn't care about us, does he? How can he? I mean, look at all the things that are happening, uh, all the difficult stuff, all the bad things. He must not really be in charge at all. We see our problems, our, our, our problems start to get, they, they appear to be bigger than God. And then we approach Christianity, the Christian life, with a do-it-yourself kind of attitude. An attitude which often takes God out of the picture uh, in certain area of our, areas of our lives. Well, we might not say it, but we act that way, right? Uh, I know God is there. You know what? I can handle this myself. Well, my work? Yeah, okay, but that's not really God's problem. I'll take care of it. Finances? Nope, I can fix that all by myself. Relationship problems? Uh-uh, no, don't worry about that, God. The other person messed up, so it's uh, uh, so he or she, they need to fix it themselves. It didn't take a lot of time at all. Without giving it much thought, we, we, we cut God out uh, from so many aspect of our, uh, aspects of our lives. We, we can fix it ourselves, we say. And yes, it might work for a while. But then we begin to feel the weight of that problem, don't we? Uh, blood pressure rises, we toss and turn in our sleep, we, we get sick, we get depressed, we, uh, the joy goes out of our lives, we despair, and we realize that this attitude, this approach really isn't that successful after all. And God didn't make us to stand alone. He didn't make us to stand alone against everything that threatens our safety and our happiness. God made us to be in that relationship with Him. God made us to rely upon Him. I mean, He's our God. He wants us. He wants to help us. And, and but we can be so focused on ourselves that we forget we have the power and the presence of the Almighty. Right? I mean, this is where Isaiah comes in. We got this wonderful passage here that uh, that I read earlier, and, and he asks. I'll paraphrase it a little bit here. He says, "How can you be so dumb?" I mean, don't you know who stretched out the heavens? Don't you know who, who made the earth, who filled the earth? Don't you know it is God who created the stars? I mean, God's like a, a general every night. He marches out this starry army. There are millions of them. And he knows each and every one of them by name, and he knows if one is missing. If God knows each individual star, then it follows he knows each of you personally. He calls you by name. He knows when you're in trouble. He, no one can ever accuse God of turning a deaf ear to your needs. He is the creator. He is the maker of the universe. And he's also your savior and redeemer. He, yes, he might rule the universe, but he also loves each and every person that he created on this planet. Isaiah reminds us, those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Those who wait for the Lord are those who trust. Trust in his love. The almighty love of God that enables them to endure all things. You know, Paul in the New Testament 
says something to this effect, saying that, that in need or in want or in plenty, and he says, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Paul's reminding us that whatever comes his way, he knows that he's always in the arms of Jesus. He's always in God's love. And it's always going to surround him and care for him. So whether good comes his way or bad comes his way, Paul is always going to be content. Content because Jesus will give him the power to endure whatever comes. Even if that should come, Paul says, I'm going to be okay with that. Christ's love will take care of him. And in times of trouble, Paul took these words seriously. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. So that's the first aspect of waiting for the Lord, that idea of being patient because it's clear that God loves you and that God will never give up on you. And then there's a second aspect of this waiting for the Lord. It's another one that doesn't sit comfortably with us because waiting often means stopping for a time of strength. And it's interesting that the Hebrew word here at its root, the idea is, uh, sometimes the idea of it like twisting and binding together for strength, like the cords of a rope being wound together. So waiting for the Lord then implies stopping, being strengthened. Stop pretending we're in charge. Let God gather up those frayed ends, right, and, and bind them together for strength, to, to get, uh, the God-given resources to calm our fears, to give us his strength. It means realizing God has hold of us. That he's the one that can reshape us and empower us to confront whatever is ahead. He stops and strengthens us through the promises we hear in his word. He stops us and strengthens us through the power of his Holy Spirit changing and molding our lives. He stops us and strengthens us through, through people who, who calm us and remind us of God's love for us. He stops us and he strengthens us through the reminder that God claimed us as his own in the waters of holy baptism, and he, he stops us and strengthens us, says, for right here, right? The sacrament of the altar, where God comes to us in bread and wine, as well as the true body and blood of Jesus, coming to bring us forgiveness of sins, to strengthen our faith, to unite us as one body in Christ. It's as if God is gathering up those frayed ends, right, of our very being and getting us refocused again on the strength that we have in Jesus, enabling our, us to live according to his plan for us. He inspires us to get ready for all the challenges that are thrown our way. In this sense, waiting is that confident time, a confident waiting, a confident hope that God will work in our lives. He will work according to his will. He's the one that's giving the gifts. He's the one that's giving us the tools. He's the one that's giving us the power to face the task ahead. So stop. Wait. Be strengthened. Be still. You know, now these ideas are this idea of being patient as God works and to stopping and, and being strengthened are certainly applicable to our lives as children of God. They're also true for us as members here at St. Paul's as we get ready to enter a time of pastoral vacancy yet once again. We don't like to wait, do we? And I think that's something for us to consider. Because let me tell you, 
No one wants another pastor here as quickly as I do. Okay? I'll tell you that right now. But, in this process, there's a time to wait. A time to be patient. A time where committees meet and pray. A time where forms are filled out, various things are considered, paperwork is examined, interviews are made, and prayers are prayed mightily. In the call process, there is a time to wait and be patient. And so I'm asking for your patience as we go through the process with our call committee. In addition to being patient, it's time to be to stop and be strengthened too. Uh, let's take this time for God to gather us together, right? To gather up these, these frayed ends and, and, and bind together our strengths and our, our resource, God-given resources to calm our fears and, and bring us strength, his strength to serve him. It means realizing that God has a hold of us in this process. This is a time for God to work upon your heart and mind. May it be a time of waiting so God can gather up the strands, uh, frayed strands of our being and focus on the strength that we have in Jesus. To rejoice that he inspires, uh, that he inspires us to get ready for whatever challenges he brings our way. So that idea of stop and wait, be patient, be strengthened, be still. In his book, It Happens After Prayer, uh, Pastor H.B. Charles provides an interesting illustration here, and this is what he writes. He says, One hot afternoon, a certain woman walked to her neighbor's produce stand to buy grapes. The line was pretty long. Each person seemed to get special attention, but she waited patiently. She finally made it to the front of the line. The owner asked for her order. She asked for some grapes, and he said, Excuse me for a moment, and he walked away and disappeared behind the building. For some reason, he writes, this rubbed the woman the wrong way because everyone in line in front of her was greeted warmly, given special attention, and more importantly, they were served immediately. But she waited. And then she got to the front of the line and she waited some more. She was getting offended. I mean, maybe she felt the owner uh, took a, uh, her business for granted. And the longer she waited, and if you've ever been in that position too, the angrier she became. And finally, the protestant owner reappeared and with a big smile and presented her with the most beautiful grapes she'd ever seen, invited her to taste them, and, and she said, they never tasted so good. And as she turned to leave with her, uh, with her purchase, he stopped her and said, oh, I, I'm sorry I kept you waiting, but I needed the time to get you my very best. How long have you been waiting on God? Has it seemed like an eternity for God to meet a need, to solve a problem, open a door? I mean, if you feel that way, you're in good company. Just looking at scripture, a lot of people waited for a long time. David waited years. Joseph waited years. Abraham waited years. Moses waited decades. Waiting for the Lord is okay. So don't get out of line. Don't stop praying and wait for the Lord. You know, to wait for the Lord, to wait on the Lord, is not simply to mark time. Rather, it's to live in that confident expectation of God's action on our behalf, knowing he's going to follow through. 
It's the opposite of self-help, right? And there's really no other option. Are we going to get weary serving those things and those rulers around us who are not God? Or are we going to wait on the Lord, wait on God's promises, wait on God's power that gives us new strength? So stop. Wait. Be patient. Be strengthened. Let God reestablish in you what he has already begun. You know, a lot of times it's not a comfortable process, but it's worth it. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. See, that's the joy of waiting for the Lord. Those who wait for the Lord will be inspired to rise to new heights like, like the eagles are lifted up with the wind under their great wings. Those who wait for the Lord will be strengthened to live that life of faith that run and not be exhausted. Those who wait for the Lord will be inspired to walk each and every day through, through the familiar, the mundane, the trying and the troublesome things of life, the, the boring and the difficult things of life, through sickness and through grief, and they will not grow weary. Because with God on their side, there always is. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. May God bless you to wait. Be patient. To stop and to be strengthened by him. Amen. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
My dear friends in Christ, go with the blessing of our good and gracious God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thanks again for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. You can continue to hear our online worship services on our website. Just go to stpaulslutheran.net and click Worship on the menu. God's blessings to you this day.